What is happening, fellow fantasy GMs? I'm JJ Wang. He is the bearded one, DJ Dove. And with our powers combined, we are the fantasy crew. Happy election day, JJ Wang. What's more exciting than politics? Probably everything. How about fantasy football? Definitely fantasy football. I'd rather spend my life talking about this than talking anything politics. Yeah. <laughs> How's your day? Uh, it's 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 going to be a good day. I got information. I get to telework today. So I was... Yeah, the the listeners better be get lots of listeners because I was able to sleep in today and I the one day I can and I'm not sleeping in <laughs> so that we can be out here and ready for our loyal listeners. So get on there, jump on. Um, also, check us some emails. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you got a moment, check out my Darth Vader Instagram post from Sunday. It was a fun little thing to do. I also I think it's also linked into Facebook and Twitter as well. Leave us some questions or comments on YouTube. Um, our, our friend EG on Instagram, I forgot to tell you, um, hit us up with some more, hit me up with some more questions on Sunday about like a DFS lineup and a couple of things. So, but he doesn't want my advice on a DFS lineup. Yeah. Well, actually, the advice I gave him was fairly good. Ended up with being Darrell Henderson uh, and so forth. Uh, so that was pretty good. So if you have any questions, every now and then we get it right. My Darth Vader questions were pretty close. Daniel Jones was a guy I put in there. He wasn't st- spectacular, but he was better than some of the other options you could have thrown yeah. out there. And, I had a league where it was coming. I mean, it was it was a dead heat, and uh, I had Daniel Jones, and he had Pat. I had Patrick Mahomes. I was like, I am so going to lose. And Daniel Jones ended up ended up outscoring him by like a half a point. That's re- re- like, re- ridiculous. Ridiculous. I was like, all right. But yeah, so give us some questions. Give us some comments. We'd love to hear from you. The fantasycouriers.wixsite.com backslash website. All the links are on our the feed on the podcast or at the or on the YouTube feed as well. And you can click on and we're still looking for those 50 subscribers. Get us there. We would love to um, be able to have a big celebration for it. I believe you said you would dance if we ever got 50 subscribers. So I mean, you know, I don't think anybody really wants to see that. But it would happen. And um, <laughs> then now that we're back to ourselves, no longer are we hulking out or um, hanging out in the jungle. Um, we are ready for a wrapping up of the week, getting ready for next week. And there's some, um, yesterday I was really devastated. Oh, I'm sure you was. I, I have a team and it's, it's probably one of the best in the league. I got some spectacular players tight end premium. I pulled off some trades last week and I upgraded from Kittle to, Kelsey, so I was really excited. Then Kelsey pooped the bed. I traded away Mitchell as part of that deal, and Mitchell went absolutely bonkers yesterday. And then I get the news. Derek Henry is having well, the first news was Derek Henry could be out forever. Then it, it luckily got a little better. Derek Henry having foot surgery out six to eight weeks. In my brain, I hear, and a lot of people are saying probably eight weeks, but I look at Derrick Henry, he played the entire game on it, probably six weeks, but that's got to be in in reality. I mean, there's some other drops, injuries here, but that's got to be the biggest injury of the week, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, that guy was carrying fantasy teams. I mean, he was he's the reason a lot of people were in first and second place. But, yeah, they, I, I didn't get to watch too much at the beginning of the first games, and I heard he was in the um, in the blue tent. I was like, uh, I mean, I don't have Derrick Henry anywhere, so I don't like to cheer. I don't like to cheer for cheer for injuries, but I was playing against somebody that had him. I was like, all right. And then I turn around, and he's back in. 
I was like, well, I figures. That guy's not going to get hurt. But the fact that he played that whole game on a broken foot that's going to have him out, you know, six to ten weeks is yeah, it's... Is, is amazing. The fact, the, the, way, the fact that these people can play through injuries like this absolutely amazes me. You, you know, he's still going to end up, if he doesn't play again until probably the fantasy playoffs, he's still going to end up probably a top 50. RB1? <laughs> he has 225 points for me in that league. Yeah. I have Zeke as my second running back, and he's got like 130 or something like that. Like, it's ridiculous how far ahead of everybody he has because he had like that 50-point week, kind of like a 30 and 30-30. You know, he's he's he was quarterback scoring. He could have been a league MVP and as far as high scoring. I have a league where you, you win money for the high-scoring player, and he was in com- competition there with some of the running quarterbacks and Brady. But so it's my – Golly, what I was just heartbroken yesterday looking. I was like, I got Jeremy McNichols. I was like, okay. So basically, that means you, Tannehill. So the results here would be like Tannehill gets upgraded, AJ Brown gets upgraded, maybe the tight ends, and Jeremy McNichols becomes a scat back monster. I would say none of them guys get upgraded because I was watching the game yesterday and the Indianapolis Colts absolutely sold out to stop Derrick Henry. They were falling for. Every play fake, everything. They weren't worried about the passing game. Now with Derrick Henry out, what are you going to worry about? You're going to worry about the passing game. So I think that's going to make the passing game that much more complicated for Tannehill because they don't have because these teams aren't going to have to worry about their run game. They don't have to worry about Derrick Henry back there. Well, they don't have it, to focus on Nick Nick was Nicholson or whatever his whatever his name is. I know they got AP coming in, but that play fake isn't going to work the same with those guys as it does with Derrick Henry. And those defenses aren't going to sell out. Well, as we would like to say to Brian Tannehill, welcome back to Miami, where everybody knows what you're going to do. I, I mean, I still think that I still think Tannehill's going to move the ball. I've always been a Tannehill fan. I'm like one of the three Dolphins fans who liked Tannehill. I was kind of disappointed to see him leave, and I was proven right with his results. So I think he's going to have the interceptions like he did last this week. But I do think there's going to be an uptick for him. So if you have Tannehill, you're kind of excited. I mean, A.J. Brown still went 10 for 155 in a touchdown. So I think that's going to continue. It'll I mean, be interesting to see what watch, I'm telling you. Watch some of those play actions, man. Those play actions that they were putting, that Tennessee was putting up, they had no care. But the no care about the passing game at all. Colts are a top defense, too. To, so to. Have a top defense like that sell out and still be able to play like I don't know. I have faith in Tannehill that most don't, and I think if I was a Tannehill owner, I'd be kind of excited for for the points he's gonna put up. And they're well coached. I I, I don't see the Titans dying because of Henry. I think it's gonna be more disappointing for us fantasy owners. They're gonna, they're not gonna have their basher. They're about to be more creative. Um, and I'm I'm curious to see what AP's gonna do. Like if they're gonna if he's gonna like I think McNichols is he might get an uptick as a receiver. He said three for thirty-three last week, and I think that's gonna uptick based up with the with the signing of AP. I don't think he's gonna catch a lot of balls. It'll be like Detroit last year where he's gonna fill a he's gonna be like a warm body and just sort of ruin anybody's hopes that one of the young that the young running back from Tennessee was gonna step in. So it's 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 disheartening for us owners. Uh, luckily, I looked and I set my lineup for next week to see the score, and my team is not devastated. Like I still have, I'll still compete. I just gotta hope that he comes back sooner rather than later. That he is a cyborg. Well, if your team is as strong as you say it is, 
I would hope minus one injury, it's not going to completely devastate your team, right? When my team, that team has the highest score in the league, highest points in the league by a landslide. And I'm also right up there in highest points against. So that team is so good, but I'm only five and three. I was four and three going into this week because I just got, had a couple of teams just put up points. I, I was a top three, top three or four team one week and lost. And I think two weeks ago I lost with, I was like three or four and they were one or two. It was just crazy. What I just run into some buzz saws, but luckily the sixth seed in the playoffs, something encouraged for commissioners. I love that this does this. So the top five teams make the playoffs, but the sixth seed is a, the highest scoring team left in the league, which I, I think that's how I got into the playoffs last year. And I encourage leagues to do that because that does prevent like that team from just being good and then just getting buzzsawed and gives them a chance because bad luck, you know, bad luck exists in fantasy, but that also rewards people for building a good team and just getting screwed over pretty good. I mean, that, that is a good idea. I mean, it's not anything that I've done in the past, but I mean, they say that is, that's, that's a good idea. Make sure you get that high scoring team in the playoffs. So probably the other biggest devastating injury is Jameis Winston. I also have him. Yeah. And actually I'll put two of these together. So one of them is not as big. Kyler Murray went out Thursday, supposedly has a sprained ankle. I don't know what you've heard. If it's long-term, they're sort of, it sounds like they're going day-to-day, kind of figuring out how bad it's going to be. So my quarterbacks were Kyler Murray, Jameis Winston, and Jalen Hurts. And Hurts looked just spectacular with his 125 yards and that thrashing. They put up 44 and he still only did, like whenever the Eagles score a lot of points, Hurts looks like garbage. And when they don't score a lot of points, he puts up fantasy numbers, which is weird. So Murray high ankle sprain we got or didn't say hi they just said ankle sprain got a monitor and then Jameis winston torn acl yeah, oh man luckily i mean honestly luckily for i know Jameis going down is a you know it hurts a little bit but i don't think too many people were were relying on james two quarterback winston. league i, bet I mean he, he was wasn't like i mean yeah i mean two quarterback i mean i feel like a two quarterback league he was what quarterback 25 uh he was with i mean he was I mean, stat-wise, with that five-touchdown week, he was probably 18. Well, all right, so we take away the five-touchdown week. I know that you can't do that, but since then, what has he been, quarterback 25? He hasn't thrown, but what, 100, 200 yards maybe, in a touchdown, maybe a game, maybe? So, I mean, yeah, he's a quarterback, too, that, that you were playing, but I feel like he's probably replaceable. I don't think it would take too much to replace him. And as far as Murray, I know he's got the ankle injury. He'll probably play. He usually plays through these injuries. I haven't heard anything. anything, well, expect, anything luckily for me, I um, I moved on from Murray in that league. We did the draft, and I said, I want Dak or I want Murray. And this dude and I were basically looking to rebuild. And he he said, hey, I was like, he's like, how about Dak for Murray? I said, I just can't do it because of Murray's age. He said, how about Dak in a first for Murray? <sighs> He godfathered me. He gave me an offer I couldn't refuse because I didn't have any firsts in the next couple of years because I was stupid with some trades. And my team is bad, a borderline terrible. It's worse than your terrible team, like which in that league shouldn't be happening. But so, Kyler Murray, you're not on any of my teams, so I don't have to monitor that injury except for the podcast. Yeah, two more, two more here. We had James Robinson. He bruised his heel or something. I guess he ran into that big. Uh white thing on the sideline yeah. ran into it and that's that's where he got hurt he didn't come back in after that uh hopefully he'll get back in he was the, he's the best player on that team and then 
Of course, the other big news was Calvin Ridley. He's just decided he doesn't want to play anymore for a while. So it's unfortunate. I guess he's got to take care of himself. But for us, but for us fantasy managers, it's I mean it. I mean it's a hit. Except yeah, uh, those apps that just traded away Calvin Ridley, it's it's not that bad of a hit. If it was like a yeah. Now, like, what do you like? So you have um before we jump into our big segment of the day. So you have Calvin Ridley. We talked about this again on we talked about it on the weekend podcast, but now it's totally different. Calvin Ridley could come back in three weeks. Calvin Ridley could come back in three years. So we know Ricky Williams stepped away to um <laughs> take care, do a personal habit, and then came back and just killed it. Calvin Ridley, so redraft, redraft first. Are you? What do you? You've got him. What are you doing with him? Is he? Is he going to be a roster burner? I mean, you got to hold him. I mean, I don't think anybody wants him. I mean, he like I said he could be back. He could be back in two weeks. I mean, he could be back next week. I mean, nobody knows. Like, you're not going to get anything for him. I mean, you probably you spent a lot for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I you mean, send trades you, for him. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you can. Sp- I mean, if you can hold him on your bench, fine. But if you try to trade him, you're not going to get anything in return worth anything. Would you offer? If you say you didn't have him in a redraft league, would you offer anything for him? I mean, I wouldn't want him because, like I said, I don't know if he's going to be back. I don't know when he's going to be back. I mean, it could be two weeks. could be six weeks. Dynasty, the- are you keeping him or trying to see if you can get anything, a bag of beans for him? In Dynasty? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm going to keep him in Dynasty because I don't think he's going to be out his whole life. I mean, he'll mm-hmm. be back. And when he, I know he hasn't had a very good year. You're going to be, but you're just going to be losing so much on him. Like you paid so much, and this isn't the time. I don't think this is the time to sell him. I mean, realistically, Calvin Ridley not being there, Russell Gage pooped the bed. So it's basically the Kyle Pitts show. Everybody, oh, dude's everybody going to prove me wrong. Except Patterson, who's the only one I did. Yeah, Patterson and Kyle Pitts. I mean, that's it. There's nothing else on that team. But oh, that's that. I, I was so wrong. Like I, I could have swore that dude was going to kill it this year. It just yeah. breaks my heart. So we got we got uh, each of us have uh, just a couple of guys real quickly to run through a couple of big takeaways. My, uh, my I'll start with mine. I'm, I was excited about him. I drafted him in my dynasty league, and everybody actually laughed at me because well, number one, they know how much I hate the Jets, but they're like, dude, Michael Carter, he's not going to be any good. And I was like, Michael Carter's going to be pretty good. I like this kid uh, coming out of North Carolina. He he was everybody was all on the Javante Williams. So I'd say it currently, Michael Carter's looking better in the NFL than Javante Williams. And Michael Carter this week, 15 for 77 and a touchdown and nine receptions for 95 yards. He scored me a ton of points in my PPR league, just 18 points on receptions and then add a touchdown and 77 more yards. He killed it this week. So Michael Carter, what a week. If, if for some reason your league doesn't like rookies, all of my leagues has too many dynasty guys for Michael Carter not to be rostered. Get him trade for him. His value is probably higher now. If you got him, maybe you and you need some pieces he might be he's extremely valuable either way this week to pick up or trade away so michael carter had a heck of a week the jets won they're like the, the worst team that's going to be drafted i mean the jets are be- are the number three team in their division and they're gonna they're gonna screw themselves out of getting a decent draft pick on a team that needs to rebuild but kudos michael carter yeah maybe zach wilson hopefully zach wilson is paying attention Who, wait, why would they that- why are you talking about the backup quarterback in new york because he's hurt, he's not the backup. But... Oh, he's the backup, totally backup. We'll get, we'll get there. Just give me a second. He's your next guy, but but hopefully, Zach, hopefully Zach Wilson is paying attention to what my guy's going and actually dumping it off to the running back. Because Zach Wilson doesn't seem to think Michael Carter can catch, but the guy that does think Michael Carter can catch and who I'm going to talk about 
I'm going to, actually I'm going to talk about three three backup quarterbacks that all played really well. And the first one is Mike White, and he just come. I've never even heard of this guy. Um, he, no, way. evidently this is the most yards that anybody um, passed for in their first game. He's like he had like mm-hmm. 405. Um, one of his interceptions was a Michael Carter drop. I think it hit him in the helmet. It bounced up. Oh, and right, yeah. But other than that, he looked fantastic. I'm surprised. I mean, what more can you say? He's that de- um, coach already said he's definitely getting a start on Thursday. They could probably go ahead and release Flacco. They didn't even no need for that. <sighs> Next guy's Cooper Rush, 300 yards, like led the Cowboys to um to a victory over Minnesota in Minnesota. He had the game winning touchdown to Mari Cooper. I mean, the receivers play. I mean, um, Cooper. Woo! CD Lamb got his. Than CD Lamb. Cooper got his. So the only one that didn't get anything was Schultz. That hurts a little bit. And then the other one was Trevin Simeon. Came in for Jameis Winston. I don't think he played great, but, but he played good enough to beat Tampa Bay, right? Um, some of his passes were didn't look, you know, didn't look good. Um, from what I heard, Cooper, uh, not Cooper Cup, but Taysom Hill might be back. Mm-hmm. So he might be taking over that um that QB. QB there in uh, New Orleans, but I mean, coming in off the bench, beating Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, a great job of these three um, quarterbacks. Yeah, but Trevor Simeon, greatest game of his life after a bunch of dumpster dumpster starts over there. Like, yeah, Mike White, I'm the I'm probably one of the two guys on earth that had him on their team. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll I'll talk about it later. But uh, he he's my, I'm going to skip it. I won't say it later. But he's one of my pickups of the week. For me, I picked him up last week because of next week's desperation. Because of the bye week, I have Tom Brady and Tyler Heineke in a one-quarterback league, and everybody else loves quarterbacks. They're all gone. So I was like, oh, my goodness, I've got to start the Jets quarterback. And White is starting this week, whoever that is. And I see Flacco on the waivers. I better get White just in case something happens. And the game starts. Like, realistically, if White's game was based upon that first quarter, I was petrified because he had an interception and some yards. Nothing's. I was like, oh, Jets quarterback, here we go. But dude, it, that coach, if he, White does this one or two more times, Zach Wilson's is he so might question, get Brady. So, so this not is to the, the Brady extent, but so this is the question. White comes in, plays really well. Let's say he wins one more game. Wilson comes in, you know, loses, doesn't play well, fans start booing. That's when you're going to have an issue because people the it's favorite. Everybody's favorite person on the team is the backup quarterback. But that's, that's, I mean, it's been like this forever. Well, everybody's favorite person on the team is the guy that scores points. You you put up 335 yards, set a record, you're running through versus the guy that should be setting records and he's pooping the bed. It's interesting. But speaking of rookies that weren't stepping up but looked better this week, like I was hoping to get him on the cheap and it wasn't happening. Um, Justin Fields finally got about the stat. Like he got a very Lamar Jackson type stat line this week. 19 to 27 for buck 75 and 10 rushes for 103 yards starting to look more like Justin Fields that you and I love. Like he was other than Trevor. I like Trevor, but Justin Fields was the guy I liked the most coming in, but I looked really foolish until this week. And it was against a decent 49ers defense. They're not the old 49ers defense, but they're still pretty good. So just kudos to Justin Fields. He's starting to work his way back in. And I think, I mean, maybe what we're going to see is a very Lamar-type line from Justin Fields moving forward, which does not bode well for Allen Robinson, who apparently is dead. Well, it only it's only going to happen if Matt Nagy isn't the coach, because obviously when Matt Nagy <laughs> is call. the coach, he doesn't allow Justin Fields to run. He, you know, 103. This is what this is what we've been waiting for from Justin Fields. Nagy needs to look what happened. 
let him get back there, improvise a little bit. But he looked good, didn't throw, didn't throw the pick, you know, didn't look scared back there. But let, let the guy run. I mean, that's that's why you that's why you drafted him. So. I love your next one. I have him in two places, and he is rocking my yes. teams. So my next guy, and he's obviously the number one target now, as long as T.Y. Hilton doesn't come back. I mean, he got hurt again yesterday, so I'm think I'm thinking we're done with him. But he had 15 targets yesterday, 10 catches. I mean, double-digit targets pretty much every week. Starting to get the touchdowns. That's Michael Pittman at 10 catches for 86 yards and two touchdowns. There for a while, he only had like 44 yards and two touchdowns, but he had that big um, that big play down the middle. I mean, it was a good game, but Pittman finally looks like that guy that I drafted him for, you know, that possession-type guy, go down the field. But I, mean, I think he's currently in one of the league that I was looking at, uh, top 10 wide receiver. So finally Pittman is – stepped up and become that guy Carson Wentz likes to throw to so I'm excited I'm very like I, I loved him coming out I think we talked about him in a lot of the preseason shows and I have him in a couple places and of course I benched him over Jerry Judy which was um that my, my really good team there I, I put up I think 95 points thanks to Mahomes no 106 points in a team that should put about 150 60 consistently because Robert Woods and Jerry Judy were on the bench or we're starting versus yeah. Michael Pittman and I had like a gazillion points on this play. Well, Robert Woods had a good game. Though. Yeah, he did. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Rams, this guy helped me come in second place in the Fantasy Couriers Weekly DFS contest. That would be Daryl Henderson. I have him absolutely nowhere. I traded him away this season to clear roster space, but dude, killed it this week. Receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown, 90 rushing yards, and no receiving yards. So very San Francisco type number at three receiving yards, but Daryl Henderson just crushed it. It'll be interesting to see what happens next year when Cam Akers comes back, but he's looking pretty solid as moving forward as is like that Rams team. Congratulations on getting Von Miller. I was having a, just, there was a bunch of discussions on our thread. Or I was talking yesterday, like what's, what's going to become of Von Miller? Will he be, I don't know. I saw somebody last night, like, or I forget what I was talking to, but you know, is, Von, is it because he's washed up that they got, got such a good deal in him because he hasn't played a lot? Or that if not, man, Aaron Donald, Von, Von Miller, they have the top two defensive guys of the last decade for the most part, right? Uh, then they got what, Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey. Jaylen Ramsey in, the, <laughs> in the secondary. So, I mean, yeah, they're set up. I mean, it's, yeah. it's going to be fun to watch. But like I said, we've people have been added like this before and it just doesn't turn out. But this team is so good. I don't see how it can go bad adding Von Miller. So, yeah, Darrell Henderson's played great. Um, we'll have to, like you said, we'll have to see what happens when Cam Akers comes back. Okay, now everybody here, though, what you've been waiting for all week. Surefire waste of a touchdown. We have some good ones this week. Let's go to Chicago. We have an eight-yard receiving touchdown. It's Cole Komet coming out, looking like to be a good tight end. Oh, wait, maybe. No, sorry, it's not him. It looks like Allen Robbins. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. It is the gunslinger, Jesse James, with an eight-yard touchdown. That is a... Surefire waste of a touchdown. I didn't know that guy still played. I didn't either. I, I was like, <laughs> oh, cool, cool, come in. Uh, then we go to Cleveland. Oh, yeah, Nick Chubb back. He's healthy. He is rushing 10-yard touchdown. Nope, it's last week's darling, Dearness Johnson, giving us a surefire waste of a touchdown. I'm, and maybe he should be a starter. Maybe DeAndre Swift. Oh, we knew he was going to have a big week. Williams is out. Eight-yard touchdown. Oh. Wait, is that the rookie? Is that Jim? It's Jameer Jefferson, right? 
I think so. I typed Johnson. It's Jameer Jefferson. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. And that is a definite. Surefire waste of a touchdown. That's because, probably his only carry of the game, probably. Yeah, because only him and the next guy are on Dynasty rosters. We're in Houston. It looks like Brandon Cooks has a nine-yard touchdown catch. I mean, really, if someone in Houston scores, it's a surefire waste of a touchdown. But this was a guy that you snaked me on in our Dynasty rookie drafts. It's not him. It is Brevin Jordan with a nine-yard touchdown catch, and that definitely is a surefire waste of a touchdown. Dynasty owners, keep an eye on that guy. He's a pretty big kid out of out of Miami. Okay, we're going, oh man, boy, did uh, my boy A.J. Brown have a great week. He's my boy this week. I don't like him still. But there comes a five-yard touchdown pass. I guess him two on the day. Wait, no, that's that's Nick Westbrook, Akina, again, snaking a touchdown from him. That is a surefire waste of a touchdown. Well, Keenan Allen scored a touchdown. Mike Williams is nowhere to be found. It's like Keenan Allen's going for a second 24-yard touchdown. Oh, wait, nope. That's the rookie, Josh Palmer. Definitely a. Sure, fire waste of a touchdown, even though I am glad to see him get some run in there. Yeah, that's more than he had in college, right? Yeah. Uh, now we're looking at the Washington football team. Terry McLaurin has a – oh, that's a terrible week. I guess they forgot who their best player is on their team. So instead, it's a 20-yard touchdown catch to DeAndre Carter. That's He's their punt returner. That is definitely a – Sure, fire waste of a touchdown. Oh, here we go. It's C.D. Lamb, 73-yard touchdown catch. Oh, wait, no, backup quarterbacks throw to backup receivers. That's Cedric Wilson with an amazing touchdown catch. Like, that catch was disgusting, but that is still a. So I know this is a surefire waste of a touchdown, but I can't, I can't say this about this because I started him in the Bourbon Bowl. Because you have a surefire terrible team. And I started. And the only, reason, the only reason I beat Scott was because of <laughs> this guy right here. So I cannot, in, I cannot bring myself to say that it was a surefire waste of a touchdown. It's a surefire waste of a touchdown unless you're a rebuilding dynasty owner who has nobody else on your team. Hey, is, that, is that a good uh, asterisk there? There we go. Oh, yeah. My boy, Daryl Williams from the Kansas City Chiefs and their terrible, terrible running game gets a three. Wait, who in the world is Derek Gore? I have no idea who that is. Because he definitely gave us a surefire waste of a touchdown. I had to go look it up. I was like, is this Frank Gore's kid? I don't think it is not yet be no, this week. guy had three years in so i was like who in the world is this dude oh it was terrible so we're running a little long so real quickly i already gave my um my pickup of the week that's matt white obviously you want to pick up ap and you got two pickups i already picked up the first guy i love him yeah the first one's jamal agnew um rose to fame with that big that long uh field goal return but last three weeks he's had double digit uh fantasy points the only other than james robinson the only guy scoring in the jacksonville He's Cordero Patterson, right? Off it, well, not in Jacksonville, but I mean, he isn't he sort of the Cordero Patterson. Oh yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, he, he reminds not, me of Percy Harvin. Yeah, not not as good as Cordero Patterson. He's the best player in the league at the moment. Yeah, then, <laughs> in ten years he'll be really good then. And then we got uh, Taysom Hill. I mean, anytime a starting quarterback becomes available, you know that's you know you got to go after got to go after that guy. He's supposed to be he's supposed to be back, so we'll see. Okay, JJ Wang, it's been a it's a good week. Um, everybody, make sure to check your waivers because remember, I always if you're if up on my Instagram, I always say if you're not picking up waivers, you're not trading, you're not really trying, you're not going to get any better. Like I'm right now, I'm frantically looking around. What am I going to do to help my team? Derek Henry owners, you should be busy this week. Jameis Winston, two quarterback owners, should be looking around, seeing what you can move around. Um, don't trade for the sake of trading, but trade and waiver to make your team better. Uh, give us some wisdom and get us out of here. Yeah, that kind of you kind of stole my thunder there. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But yeah, I mean, you know, week eight, don't be don't be afraid to make moves. You need to go out there, be aggressive. If you're in the playoff hunt, don't just stand there and be like, well, my t- I drafted a good team, you know, and you know I'm just going to stick with what I got. That's not how it works. You know, go get some depth. You go, you know, find somebody that you know that might be able to help you. But like, yeah, don't 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 stay. Um, I don't know what the word. Don't complain. Settle on your, don't settle on your laurels. Is that there you go? Like Ooh, okay. But yeah, be, uh, be aggressive, especially if you're trying to win the championship. It doesn't come around every. It doesn't come around very often. But uh, as always, trust yourself and trust the process.